You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Wednesday afternoon. We're talking about parenting and how tensions from schoolwork and studying might affect your relationship with your children. To discuss this, we're joined by Tim Hoffman, a psychotherapist and counselor. Welcome back onto the program, Tim, and thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, Noreen. So this topic is also inspired by an article you you wrote recently. Uh, It's on your Facebook page if people also want to look it up. Um, Is this an issue you often see and hear with parents in Hong Kong? Yeah, I mean, certainly there's there's a lot of pressure on parents to for their children to be successful, and the children, of course, get that pressure. Um, I, I think that that parents are when they when they look at their children, they're they're caught between two fires. One is if I push my child, then they may resent it later, or they may rebel. But if I don't push my child, then perhaps they won't do very well in school, they won't have a successful career, and then they will blame me, and I will be responsible for the fact that my child has had a terrible life. And so they're, they're really caught between these two terrible outcomes. And when you speak to these parents, or students for, for, for that matter, do they say the pressure comes from the schoolwork itself, or do they actually say the pressure comes from my parents? Uh, I mean, it's both. Certainly, certainly the, the part that I think children react to most emotionally and and that can affect their lives going forward is the pressure that comes from the parents. So there's, you know, for example, there's a a syndrome called the golden child syndrome where uh, children are very successful and, you know, they they either succeed in school or they succeed in arts or or whatever their chosen area is. And they, everything looks great from the outside. The parents are very approving. The child is very successful. Their peers are, are very admiring. But the child feels that the only reason that they are loved by their parents is for their success and if they don't succeed they're they're worthless and that builds up terrible pressure on the child they never feel lovable only because of their achievements exactly so what does that do to their self-esteem or or are their self-esteem actually quite high because of their achievement or is it low because they don't get they, they don't feel like their parents really love them for who they are it's low exactly because to, to feel good about yourself, you have to feel that you are lovable as a person. Whatever you do, whatever happens to you, whatever your achievements, that your parents will love you and that you know perhaps a romantic partner will love you too. But these kids will feel that unless they perform, they're going to lose their parents' love. Yeah. Just before we started the interview, I was telling you about this interesting documentary I watched uh, produced by uh, some students from the Chinese International School. A group of five uh, students from the Chinese International School and five students from a local uh, Taipo High School switched schools, actually, for two weeks. And they each faced the pressure of the respective schools. And the the normal perception is that international school is more relaxed, you know, that there's less schoolwork, there's, there's less homework. Work. And that wasn't really the, the the case that the local students felt. They felt there was pressure. There was a language barrier. That there were a lot of technology that they perhaps weren't exposed to at their school. And then the the international school kids um, at the local school felt the, the type of pressure of exams. And also another type of pressure that they felt was the pressure from their parents because their parents were so um, good at achieving things. They were such high achievers. Could it be because parents these days do so well at school, uh, did well at school, do well at their jobs, that they're projecting this sort of pressure um, onto their children? 
Yes, I, I think that's absolutely right. One of the issues in Hong Kong, certainly among the, the expatriate population, is that most people who have kids here, they are fairly successful in their careers. You know, whether they're an investment banker or a teacher or something, they, they're probably close to the top of their profession. And um, they look at their kids and they expect them to do as well or hopefully better than they do. It's, it's natural. You don't want to see your kids have a worse life than you do. True. Um, the, the problem is there's something called reversion to the mean, which is that if you are very successful and your spouse is very successful, the chances are your child is not going to be as successful as you. The same applies in, in height, in athletic ability, all these things. The, 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 uh, the child tends to revert towards the mean. And so our, you know, the, the, the parents in Hong Kong, the expatriate parents, they look at their kids and say, you're not performing to, to where I was, or to where I, I want to be. So maybe we have it, well, yeah, quite lucky. I mean, my mom never finished high school, never went to university. Phew, about that. But um, at the same time, uh, did the parents get this sort of pressure from their parents? Is it something that's inherited because they perhaps didn't come from such well-off families and they had to do well at school and they have this perception that, you know, if you work hard, you're going to succeed. So they carry that mentality. So they want their children to work hard. And if you're not doing well at school, it means you're not working hard. Absolutely. You're not working hard. You're not working to your potential. Um, and, you know, for for parents who didn't have as successful a life as they as they wanted, for example, you know, parents who didn't get to go to university or didn't get to go to a good university because they had to support their younger siblings or their parents just didn't have the money, they look at their children sometimes as a do-over for their own life. They want their child to have all the advantages, all the wonderful things that they didn't have. And they start living their life through, through their, their child. Children. Yes. And how dangerous is that? That's unfair for the child. Yeah, it, it's, well, I mean, it's unfair. Of course, it's unfair for both sides. No, nobody, no one enjoys that process because um, as a parent, you really can't make your child do anything. You can encourage them, you can push them, but at the end of the day, the kid is going to do what they're going to do. Um, and so it's, it's very stressful for a parent because you, when you don't have control over something, but you are very invested in the outcome, that, that's kind of, that's the definition of stress. Yeah. Um, what about this notion of work-life balance? We often hear this work-life balance. Maybe parents aren't so good at this work-life balance and they see their child not having school-life balance and that school should be life. And that if I work really hard in my job, you should be working just as hard in your schoolwork, which means working at home um, overtime as well. Right, right. They, they do see their kids as, you know, you, you should work as hard as I do. Um, and it's it's very it's very difficult for for the parents certainly because um, they they really do want the kid to be successful because if they're not successful in today's world um, it's become very bifurcated if you if you go to a good university and you get into a, a great company or you know a great profession you're going to make a lot of money if you don't then you're going to really struggle. And with the, the price of apartments, the, the cost of living, it becomes you're either a have or a have not. And there's no in between. There's no, not much of a middle class left. Yeah. Um, so how can parents shift this mindset? It sounds like it comes down to the parents, really, um, shifting the mindset because the child is innocent. I mean, the child is working hard, but maybe they're just not so good at um, geography or history. So how can parents shift their mindset and chill out a little bit? 
Yeah, I mean, of, of course, poor parents are getting this advice from everyone, you know, telling telling them, don't be a snowplow parent, don't be a tiger mom, uh, don't be an elephant mom, you know, all these all these things. Everyone's telling poor parents to do everything. And, and this goes back to in the 1930s when when uh, the psychologists were telling children, telling parents not to hug their children and not to kiss them. Oh, yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they, they told them it was, it was um, dangerous for the child's emotional development. Only wow. hug your child once a day at the most. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, no, I'm doing it wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, beware of experts. Sometimes yeah. they don't know as much as they claim to. Um, so it, it, it's hard for everyone. I, I guess, you know, one of the, one of the uh, tricks I would, I would suggest for parents to think about is that whatever your child is doing right now, it's, it's not forever. So if your child is extremely hardworking at school and doing brilliantly at school, don't think that that means that their university is going to go well and that the rest of their life is going to go well. I see an awful lot of people who go off the rails um, once they get to university or frankly into the workforce and they, they're suddenly faced with failures and difficulties and they lose, they lose motivation. Similarly, if your child is not doing that well at school, don't get too concerned because, you know, um, they, they can turn it around and they very often do. Exactly. I mean, there is that, and I don't really like this phrase, but like a, a late a boomer. Mm -hmm. But but people do, you know, they 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 have different uh, strengths. And I have friends at university who said, "Oh, I'm really not so good at. I wasn't so good at school, and they didn't have the confidence. And they did really well during university, and they really sort of found their own pace." Um, and parents sort of need to recognize that. That's right. And, yeah. and the other thing is that doing well financially or in, in life um, in, in terms of career is by no means a guarantee of, uh, of happiness. Um, I see an awful lot of people both in my current job and in my last role as, a, as an executive search consultant who are enormously successful and just in, in great misery. Yeah, wise words, Tim, indeed. So how can parents sort of shift that mindset in really understanding that success isn't really sort of, you know, you don't have to be rich, you don't have to make a lot of money to be successful, to be happy, really. Mm -hmm. So how can parents readjust that mindset? Because maybe a lot of the times they were conditioned by their parents to, to, to think like that. You know, you need to work hard at school and get a good job and, and earn a lot of money. So how do you change years of conditioning? Right. Well, maybe one of the things to do for, for parents is to, is to focus on things that their child can control. And that would be, you know, um, one, of the, one of the things that research shows is that grit and determination, persistence, and the ability to rebound from, from disappointments is um, a, a very important life skill. It not only can, be, can make a person much happier, but it can also actually increase their success in, in their careers. And so um, trying to help a child understand that grades are not everything. What's important is, the, um, is being a good person, um, treating other people respectfully, um, and, and being able to recover from, from problems. Yeah. One thing I forgot to mention, and, and, and it just jumped at me, is this in Hong Kong, it's a very sort of competitive nature. So sometimes maybe parents themselves didn't start off with being very competitive, but when you hear other parents talk about the achievement of their children, then they start to compare. Oh, maybe, maybe little Johnny should also be doing extra maths class, or maybe little Johnny should be achieving that. So how do you sort of stop that comparison because you know at the end of the day parents can can also be just as insecure 
as their children and they want to push their children so that they feel less insecure just to cover all the bases. Absolutely. It's, it's a, especially for, for the primary caregiver, which is usually the mother, um, that one's, uh, one's status in, in, your, in your peer group depends partly on how well your child is doing. So, you know, you hear stories about people who, you know, whose kid got into, into a, a Ivy League school and the first thing that the parent does is they call up all of their friends and tell them just in passing that my kid got into Yale or Harvard or something like that. Um, and it's very hard if you're, if you're in that peer group to kind of say, no, I'm not playing that game. I'm not going to care about my kid's success. I'm not going to brag about it. I'm not going to be affected by other people's uh, children's success. The only thing I can su suggest is perhaps it's time to find a new group of friends. <laughs> yeah, also good advice. Uh, meanwhile, Tim Hoffman, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Remind our listeners once again, have you got a website and also your Facebook page where people can find out more about you and your work? Uh, yes, it's uh, www.hoffman-counseling.com and that's counseling with a double L. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Thank you.